right, now we're getting into the suicide panel. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see what James Gunn has got cooked up for us on this one. Plus, we've had a lot of reveals, but there's still a lot of speculation to be had. I wonder if we're going to get any answers. Um, and All right, jumping in mid-conversation with James Gunn here answering questions from fans about the Suicide Squad. And uh, I decided to start this up because he did just say we're going to get some answers. So uh figure you guys might want to hear what he's got to say. Got a lot of confirmation. Uh, blood sport is Idris Elba. That was one we didn't know. But everybody else is pretty understandable. Other than they're casting her as Mongol, that's actually Mongol. On the Suicide Squad? Pete Davison is Blackguard and Nathan Fillion. Oh, oh. Maybe he is Blackguard. Okay, I read that backwards. But everybody else is just exactly as everybody suspected. One huge cast. Thank <laughs> you. 
Okay. All right. Right. We knew that. And there's the big step. All right. We finally have confirmation for all of the cast. It is about time. <laughs> no more speculation. I'm going to turn this up just a little bit and let them handle the rest of this part of the show. I'm really happy with who everybody is playing, to be honest with you. Other than I don't understand how Mongol is a part of the Suicide Squad. Unless it's actually like Mongol's daughter, who isn't canically as strong as Mongol, but there's no way that Mongol would ever end up on the Suicide Squad. Somebody holler back at me if I'm wrong, though. Harley Quinn and Amanda Waller. C. 
Harley Quinn and Peacemaker, or D, Harley Quinn and Boomerang? Which two have had their own series? Harley Quinn and Boomerang. <laughs> Harley Quinn and Peacemaker. No, it's Task Force X. Yes. There we go. There we go. See, Meiling knew. Like, not even crush it. Wait, do you 
Question so he doesn't stand out as the only nerd in the room. That's hilarious. So I did just have to look that up. I'm not familiar with it, but that is Mongal, not Mongol. So it is Mongol's daughter. And that makes total sense, I guess. Uh, I'm not familiar with her power set, but I don't know. It just seems like she'd be able to... Seems like she wouldn't have to worry about Task Force X putting a bomb in her neck. <laughs> fucking John Cena. Which new addition to the squad was the biggest surprise to you? I think Weasel was the biggest surprise. You're going to expect him to be this, this crazy animal. You can't even... I mean, come on. Wait till you see Weasel in action in the movie. How is the movie? How does it look? It's amazing. It's like, it's amazing. Like, really, truly, it's, it's just the most fun I've ever had. I love the movie. The studio has, is overwhelmingly happy with the movie. Wow. Um, it's just, it's, it's, the, the action is great. It's funny. 
and it's really dramatic in the right places and very touching. It's, it's great, and all of you guys, I mean, just down the line, it's just the greatest cast I've ever worked with by far. Just every single person is amazing. It's uh, it's uh, it's just a, a once-in-a-lifetime thing for me. It was a blast to make, and uh, it's just cutting together just completely fluidly. For God's sake, I'm so grateful nice. to all of you guys, yeah. except for Rooker. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So, what is Rooker happens to be one of my favorite actors, like ever, because he's so good. They, they, they made it digital for you, so we don't even have to look at you on the cutting room floor. <laughs> I just got to say, what an amazing experience it was. It was brought to you and all these guys. You know, the atmosphere on that set was so positive and such a warm wonderful supportive place to be you know not everybody has been in a big superhero even if they've been Doctor Who or anything like that so to right. walk onto a set like that can be quite intimidating but the welcome that you and everybody here provided was just fantastic so thank you and everybody here for that the, the majority of the cast has been pretty quiet Margot Robbie is really hasn't spoken out at all <laughs> Few other people have remained quiet. You look so different with brown hair. I will let you guys listen.
spring to see the Suicide Squad in theaters all the way in August 6, 2021. We're still working on it, but man, I am so excited for everybody to see it. And I am grateful for everyone out there in the DC universe who came and, uh, and checked out and hung out with us for a little while and saw this train wreck that would have gone perfectly smoothly if not for my <laughs> training so that's lots of circuits lots of um you know cardio work a little bit of weight training to get those big muscles up and um and and yeah you know essentially working on that particular film the work weight was so high we were training every day on the job so um that's me turns out gail isn't the only tennis player who is a massive dc fan now let's check in with two other mega fans who, like us, share a mutual love for Wonder Woman. Tennis star Venus Williams and director Penny Jenkins. Venus Williams, I'm so psyched to get to meet you. It's amazing. It's so funny because here I am making Wonder Woman and... You're, I'm constantly inspired by the different Wonder Women in the world, and you're one of like you're like a quintessential one. Thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you too. Congratulations. You look amazing. I love your style. More than anything, I love your work. Thank you. Good to talk to you about it. So I've got questions. I know. Me too. So I love the fact. That, like it's very funny because. Now has come this time that I'm getting to make the Wonder Woman film, but there are so many people like both of us who grew up looking at Wonder Woman, and I don't think that people understood the significance of who she was in the world. So I would love to hear, I'm like so, so interested that you are a Wonder Woman fan too, and like, what's your history? How did you get into her? Yeah, so for me, I grew up on Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, right? Oh, yeah. She was beautiful, and she could do anything, and she saved the world, and that, for me, was my first introduction to Wonder Woman, and it was so iconic, and then uh, after that, actually, I was more introduced to Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, and then on to DC Comics, so actually, Wonder Woman was my first introduction into comics at all, and it, it really just started there. If you had to create a superhero, like, what would you add to the party? I gotta say, I was just talking to Jim Lee, and we created a superhero named, ironically enough, I can't believe no one thought of this, Venus. <laughs> That's amazing! 
So this superhero, she like she is antimatter and you know the monitor and the antimonitor, and so she's somewhere in between and lives in the space between matter and antimatter. We just start talking, creating this character. So I think that I love the sound of that, and I also love like. It's funny that we've had so few, like, well, there are plenty of great female superheroes, but so few of them have risen to a huge amount of focus. And I like that that adds this whole other thing yeah. to the party, like many other super, you know, me, the male superheroes have branched out to all of these different dimensions. That's a great one to bring forward. I think so. And I think in my head, to me, there's, there's good and bad in her. So she's, she's trying to always stay towards the good, but she has tendencies. It's been interesting kind of modeling power and grace and beauty yourself. Like, how has been taking on that role yourself in this world been? Um, I, I really just try to be my best. Yeah. Be who I am. And most of all, I want to be proud of, what I, of who I am and what I do when I look back and not cringe and say, my God, did I do and say that? That's not, that's not a memory I want. Yeah. And I look back and be proud of how I've handled all of my moments. And in mm -hmm. doing that, it's motivating to, other, to others. And you never know what's going to be motivating someone else. And there's so many things that have motivated me that other people have done. They never even knew that they touched my life. And so just by the simple act of being positive, um, allowing your, the, the wins, the losses, and the tough spots to just roll off of you. You never know who's watching, who you inspire, and, and quite obviously Wonder Woman does inspire lots of women in that sense. Yeah, and you do too, and that's another thing is like, what I like is Wonder Woman always surprised me, you know? She always surprises me by not having to be uh, showy about her, about her power and not having to be belittling or not having to be all these things that we sort of saw power meaning. You're kind of defying all of these things now as an entrepreneur because we all knew of you as a great tennis player, but then you've turned around and like started this amazing clothing line. Yeah, there really is no limit. And with my active work brand 11 by Vans, that is honestly the value of it is that you're going past the 10, you don't set a limit. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. You, yeah, that's what it's about being well, being positive, all those things help you to get past your limits. So you do have to take care of yourself so you can get there. And we always say better, not best. So best is a moment. I won Wimbledon at some point, but then maybe I didn't win the next year and someone else was the best at that moment. But if you're always going for better, then you, you're constantly transcending that moment. Yes. That's really cool. I love Eleven. I got a chance to sneak peek your Wonder Woman inspired line, which is so awesome. And here's what I like about it so much. And it's funny because it doesn't surprise me that it came from you at all. When I first came to the Wonder Woman brand, people either wanted to go too hard or too soft. It was like, is she, is she masculine or is she feminine? And it was, it was an interesting thing that it was when a bunch of women showed up that we were kind of like, no, it can be both. So I love that you as a designer are, of course, like speaking my language of like, oh, that's got such edge and awesomeness to us, but to everybody, but it's not leaning, it's it's not about being a woman or a man. I agree with you. Women are powerful and men are powerful too. So you don't have to try to be either or. Yeah. We all have 
in innate power in ourselves. So how did you approach the line? I really wanted to do something that really represented Wonder Woman, but in a less traditional sense. Yeah. So it's away from the red, white, and blues. Yeah. I focused on cars. And especially with, of course, Linda Carter, I'm inspired by that. And I have to say, every time I design an outfit for the Olympics, it's designed after Wonder Woman. So I have, like, this inspiration behind it. And every four years, this, this outfit that I wear is inspired by Wonder Woman. But this time, I wanted to, to, to stick with the symbolism of her. Yeah, and I really, those, that color palette. So that's how we came up with this, this sparkling star. Black and white, anyone can wear a black and white, and there's gold in it as well, and then these these elements of surprise and wonder, and so we have these crystals with the, with the amazing Wonder Woman crest. That's so cool. That's awesome. I think we talked about this already, but your first memory of Wonder Woman, and kind of, well, you can talk about that, but also, like, connect that memory of Wonder Woman to where you are now. And make, yeah. You know? Yeah. What's that feel like? And does it feel full circle? Because to me, it feels like something you were meant to do. Here's what's interesting about it. So my first memory of Wonder Woman is I, my mom never let us watch TV and or ultimately we didn't have a TV. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I saw it at a friend's house and I just remember just like the catnip zeroing in on it and Immediately, the thing that I that it turned into was you would, was the was the role play on the schoolyard. I was in elementary school, and everybody would play who they were. And I remember it became imperative to get out onto the yard first, so that you could declare you were Wonder Woman. So all these years later, when it became something I got to do, there were lots of Wonder Woman fans. But I, it was very important to me that whoever did the movie was a fan. And I was. So I found myself in this situation where it's both totally surreal that you get to be the one to do it after having a childhood connection. On the other hand, I was like, well, I don't know who else is a fan here <laughs> trying to direct this movie, but I know that I am. So I'm happy <laughs> that, that it's somebody who can who can be a guardian of that legacy, you know? And that was the first thing I did was call Linda Carter. And I called Linda and I said, you're going to read in the trades that we're doing a new Wonder Woman and I want you to know we're not here to reinvent Wonder Woman or redesign Wonder Woman. I simply want to take the torch of something you gave to me and pass it forward to the kids of the next generation and people of the next generation. And so I want to continue that. She's been a dear friend ever since, but it was about kind of honoring yeah, we that, saw that legacy. Earlier. Okay, so why do you think that it's important to not only have real but fictional role models that are like Wonder Woman? My mother is a feminist and like really shielded me in a way from a belief that I would hit limits. And so I feel like between the Wonder Womans of the world and the way that I grew up, nobody was ever telling me I couldn't. And I was seeing, so I was able to look at other women in the world doing incredible things. And, you know, athletes and actresses and, you know, scientists and all of these things and think like, oh, okay, cool. I wasn't focusing on that it wasn't possible. I always thought it was perfectly possible. Uh, it, it took many years for me to see how far behind we still were in so many ways. And that's too bad. But I, I think that that's always been my goal is to be a part of like, let's not fight and let's not justify and do all those things let's just uh, assume of course it's possible that all of these people can do so many things so it's, it is the seeing it and seeing people like you out in the world doing incredible things that of course makes it makes it seem attainable to other people 
I love that. I love, I feel like we grew up in the same home. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to say candy or in major trouble if you said that. We weren't really allowed to watch TV, which was educational programs. So I think we have a lot of stories. <laughs> a lot of stories we can share. I know. In the multiverse, you lived right, right there, too, but just another planet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think that your parents, or of course, I faced a lot of blocks, but it wasn't like I wasn't thinking there was going to be sexism that held me back at all. I was absolutely just propelling forward. And so I think that. That that's where, like, having an idealized world and being raised in a place where you believe that that sort of thing is possible makes a big difference of, like, you can do things. And so, yeah, modeling it for kids and people is amazingly important. Extremely important. What do you think sets Wonder Woman apart from other superheroes? I think it's her moral hopes for mankind. I can't think of any other superhero who, I think a lot of them who have great morality, of course, and lots of complex things, but someone whose mission even is to make mankind better. She's not perfect or above it either. So her, her own struggles to figure out how to how to use her power and be helpful is so interesting to me. I loved graphic novels right from the start because I, I loved Little Nemo and Slumberland, and I would look at all of these graphic novels, and then I loved superheroes, so I transitioned pretty easily over to sometimes comic books, sometimes more highbrow, you know, comic book art books and things, and it came quite naturally. Quite naturally. I think you touched on something earlier, too, where you talked about you didn't know what blocks you would face. Yeah. And I, I think that happens with Wonder Woman, too, that she doesn't know what she's going to face. How were you able to deal with some of the things that you faced on your road to where you are now? And what advice would you give for who, for women who want to follow in your footsteps? And, I, you know, I hate saying women because if you're a director, you should be the best director. If I'm a tennis player, I should be the best, one of the best tennis players to ever play. Why should I yeah. have to be singled out for these other things? So, yeah. regardless, I sometimes agree with how the that. world looks at us, and we know that yeah. when we face more challenges to get to the top so what what is your advice and, and how did you feel when you faced those those roadblocks how did you get through them it was after i was successful actually after i had made monster that i started to see oh i'm a woman director oh i didn't i wasn't thinking about that and all of a sudden i started to see limitations or hopes or wants or expectations on me because of that and that was when it really surprised me it's because i thought oh i wasn't thinking about being a woman i'm just a director Yes, I make movies starring women, but we're not women films. We're just making films. Almost Wonder Woman-like, I've always tried to say, that's their problem. Like, this is their problem. I'd love to help you with it by surprising you with what I can do. But I have to focus on what I'm doing over here and do the best job I can. While you get over your expectation of what people can do, I can't be bothered. And I want to always be a part of the voice of change in as big of a way as I can. But... Also, not let that get in your head. So I try to just aim to be end-minded, you know? Last questions from my end is, let's talk about the Amazons and Wonder Woman and how amazing that they look in their outfits and how boss they are. I love all of that. Can we talk about, like, stone women costumes and all of that? There are many set patterns for doing warfare and competition but they all are very specifically masculine which you don't really think about until you start trying to design it and the fighting is like i said headbutting and you know so getting into what they would do what competition would be how it would work and what kind of clothing they would wear it's not unlike you and how you dress and the things that you design where it's like they don't need to be 
sexed up in an on a, in a in a in an inconvenient way, but they also wouldn't not care about what they look like. <laughs> they also care and have and have ownership in in what they thinking that what they're putting on is both functional and cool. It's a fun thing to try to represent an entire world in this incredible tribe of Amazons. It reminds me of the kind of sports I've watched you do, so that makes me so happy. Stay in touch. I love this whole conversation. We're in the same home. I know, I know, and I mean it when I say like it's so funny because I really do sit around and talk about what Amazons are and what Wonder Woman is, and you literally are out there in this world walking around like demonstrating it all the time, and that's what's so cool is like being the director of it. Sometimes people say, oh, "I've never seen a movie like that before," and I'm like, "Yeah, but you see the women, you've seen the women, you've seen people like you, so it's interesting that it's." That it's such an unusual thing. So nice She's to meet you. She's got an interesting point pleasure. there. What a pleasure. Great to meet you. Nice to meet you. Bye. Bye. Alright, that was the end of that interview. And I will be back later on for the Surprise DC Comics panel carrying over through the uh, Snyder Cut of the Justice League, the uh, possibly the Flash TV panel, but I'll definitely be back for the Black Adam and uh, the Titans as well. There's lots more to come, so make sure you stick around and come on back to my Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash not a robot podcast. You can get access to these for as cheap as a dollar a month. See you there.